Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Ah, all right. Well, no. <laughs> Good morning. Ah, <laughs> oh. Lutheran Bible Translators has been uh, active in university or in Canada for uh, almost fifty years. In 2024, we will be celebrating our 50th anniversary, and we look forward to a grand celebration indeed. Uh, we are a mission organization, and mission organizations have to be, number one, all about Jesus. There can be nothing else that we proclaim. We, as that's our mission in Christ, and the most important thing we can do about Jesus is tell other people about Jesus. And the way we tell other people about Jesus is through the word of God. It can't be our own ideas. It can't be the world's ideas. It has to be God's. The divinely inspired and inerrant word we bring to people in foreign countries as well as to one another. Oh, shoot. 
Another thing I did forget was, um, oh. That was Pastor Ismanu Dioudene. His name in French, Dioudene, gift of God. Uh, pastor Ismanu is the only Nisa speaking pastor in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in Cameroon. And he is the head translator for our uh, Nisa translation team. Uh, pastor Kuhn serves as the exegete. He serves as the lead translator. Uh, so listen once again as Pastor Dunane. Uh, that's Nisa for a Bible verse. Any idea what the Bible verse is? I revealed it a little earlier if you were looking. <laughs> that's the literal Nisa, going from Nisa to English. That's the literal English translation. You can see that Su would be God in Nisa. Uh, and uh, San is land. It's off the screen, but you get the idea. Uh, beginning God built sky with land is what Bible verse? Genesis 1.1. Yes. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, let's do one more. You can hear the tonal differences as he speaks, high and low, and the accents of the words, and the funny letters that are not quite English alphabet, but are ways that we depict a pronunciation of a specific sound that is there in the Nisa language. A whole challenge to bring that translation to bear. Uh, another difficult, uh, this is the literal translation from Nisa into English. Uh, we pronounce big person, uh, uh, big God person over sky on top. He stay peace, send down land. He loves this inside people among. You know this Bible verse very, very well. You memorized it as a kid every Christmas for the Christmas program. Any ideas? Well, I'll give you a clue. There it is. The angel's song to the shepherds. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth uh, among those with whom he is pleased. Uh, a beautiful, beautiful verse. Important to bring that good news of salvation to the people in the Nisa speaking language. Oh, we can do one more. Thank you, Pastor Uzmanu. Ah, uh, there's the literal uh, English into, you can't see when I'm standing there. <laughs> there's the literal English. It may be pretty obvious. What is it? John 
But isn't it interesting that when you translate from Misa into English, God so loved the world becomes God love grasps the world. What a beautiful image of what God does. And the Nisa people get that. And the English doesn't quite give us that same image when we have God so loved the world. God love grasps the world. God love grasps. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> we are blessed with those language, those, those Bibles that we can have in English. Uh, if we want to tell people that God, Jesus loves them, we know it from the Bible because it tells us so. How will they know that uh, God's word tells them that? if they don't have it in their own language? How will they know that Jesus died for them? How will they know that Jesus rose from the dead for them and gives them eternal life? How can they know unless they have God's word? The challenge is that you see the bottom, the bottom statistic there, 3,969 languages have no by English, uh, no translation of the Bible at all in them, not a single verse. That's a huge challenge for us who say we need to get the Bible into every language in the world. And if faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ, it is vitally important that we bring that word to them. So the mission of Bible translators is to bring people to faith in Jesus Christ by making God's word available to them in the language of their hearts. That's what we endeavor to do. Who is Lutheran Bible translators? Uh, the Kuhn family. They're currently our only uh, missionaries in the field. Pastor Mike Kuhn is an LCC pastor from out west and uh, has, has served with us since 2012. He and his family are well in, in connected into the Cameroon community and gladly serve there, them and their four kids. God bless them all. <laughs> yeah, you can see the oldest is now nine and the youngest is, oh, you can hardly see them. Maybe I can move that screen a bit. That gets a little more of them. Anyway, and the youngest just turned two. Oh. Many of you may know Martin and Joan Weber. 
They served with Lutheran Bible translators since uh, the, the early 80s and worked for 40 years in, uh, in Cameroon with the Kwanja people. Uh, great results to their ministry. They have retired now and are actually in the process of moving from Iowa to their new home in New Hampshire, where they can be with their two of their three children and their families. The staff here in the office in Ontario is myself, Pastor Moore, and our office manager, financial supervisor, Tara Bradley. Uh, Tara has been with Lutheran Bible Translators since, uh, for the last 19 years now, and her mom served in that capacity for several years before that. We give thanks to God for her excellent expertise and her long history with the office. All I have to do is go to her with a question and she knows. <laughs> I thank God for her. We also have a highly committed board of directors. The chairman, Tim Cool, uh, uh, Pastor Joel Cool's first cousin. Uh, yeah. I think I can never keep all of those cools and Clagus's straight, I tell you. Oh, and uh, what a joyful group that is to work with. Uh, they are all committed to very strong ministry connections, huge mission hearts, and a desire to see God's word proclaimed around the world. Uh, Pastor Tim, or, uh, Tim Cool from Ottawa, uh, Pastor Gatos from here in, in the KW area, Daryl Holland, which some of you know from the district office as the financial manager, uh, Pastor Ch or Dr. Steve Chambers in uh, half of his space there, uh, newly a pastor in, uh, <laughs> he just accepted a call to serve in uh, BC in Parksville, on, the, on Vancouver Island. Uh, uh, some of you know Glenn Colley, who uh, kind of grew up in this area, uh, now a member of Hope in Kitchener. Uh, some of you also may know Pauline Huth, uh, a long time, uh, grew, up in, and grew up here in town uh, in, in Kitchener, and uh, she and her husband now live in, in BC. And uh, Daniel Lance, uh, Pastor Lance's uh, son, uh, pastor in St. Catharines. Uh, and who else is LBT? It is a huge network across the whole country of dedicated donors and dedicated prayers who continue to support with prayers and with funds. And St. Peter's is one of our staunch supporters. We give you thanks and praise and thanks and praise to God for your constant and very generous support. Uh, there are several Bible translation organizations in the world, but Lutheran Bible translators have several things that make us unique. We have a solid theology of the word. Many of the Bible translators don't understand God's word as a means of grace. 
don't understand God's word as being divinely inspired and inerrant. And really, when they lose that perspective of the word, then the urgency to proclaim that word for the salvation of others is kind of lost, or at least diminished. So many of the other Bible translation organizations go in, do a slapdash job of, of bringing a, 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 a translation about, and then they publish that translation, which is not clear, it is not accurate, and it doesn't reach the heart because people hear crazy things out of that translation that is inaccurate for their heart language. So we take very good time with that word to make sure that the scriptures that we translate are accurate, accurately translated, clearly translated, and translated using the best vocabulary that gets the message across in the best possible way in the language that we're translating it in. So the people hear the truth. Right now, even as we speak, uh, Pastor Kuhn has just been for five days in Galim where the Niza community is centered. He has been working with a group of revisers, a reviser committee, and they listen to what the translation committee has translated of the scriptures. They are all native Nisa speakers and they listen to it. And then the ones that can read it, read the, read the text that they've printed out. And, will, and so they'll listen to a verse and then the translation committee will ask, so what did you hear? What does that mean? And if they get the wrong answers back, then they know they have to change that translation because it's not accurate in their language. And uh, so they've been going through chapters 1 to 6 and 12 to 16 in the Gospel of Luke this past week. And they do it verse by verse. And they're looking forward to going through all of the responses that they get from the people who are hearing that scripture. Now, interesting in the, uh, I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> so we are a ministry that values prayer. And so we ask you to take your prayer calendars that I know I've seen them in your racks out there. Many of you may get them at home, but, and, and if you're not getting them at home and you would like to have them mailed directly to you, please call our office and give us your address. We would love to get that to you. Or email addresses too. We send a whole bunch out by email. And our, mission, our, our missionaries produce uh, prayer letters as well, which I saw in your rack out there as well, Pastor Kuhn, or actually his wife Kara's latest one which is just delightful talking about the kids, what they're experiencing in Cameroon right now. Uh, we work with Lutheran Bible translators of the US very closely. They have a much larger ministry and much broader ministry throughout the world, but they also work strictly in Cam or with Cameroon in one, now possibly two or three languages. 
So we also have a very close relationship with uh, Mike Rodewald, the executive director, and uh, Rich Radowski, who is the program manager for Lutheran Bible Translators US. And Dave Federwitz, who is the uh, field director for Western Africa. I'm sorry. E oh, yeah, Western Africa. Uh, we are a pan-Lutheran organization, but brothers and sisters in Christ, what I was saying about uh, theology of the word, many of our other Lutheran synods do not have that theology. And 90% of our support and our contacts come from Lutheran Church Canada organizations. That's why we are a listed organization with LCC and not with any of the other synods. We are in partnership with the local Bible translation, uh, local Bible societies in the countries that we work in. We don't own any of the translations. We don't publish any of the translations. They are published by the local Bible societies. And those local Bible societies actually go through the text and uh, approve the text as accurate and authentic and publishable. They know the language better. They know the way that things go better. We can do the best we can, but they have the final word and they own the publications. It's always a local effort. Um, we work with the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Cameroon and at their invitation. Uh, there is their headquarters and the bishop's house there. Uh, and they're headquartered in Ngoundary where our headquarters are too in Cameroon. Pastor Tuka is the director of the Department for Translation and Literacy of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Cameroon. They have a whole department specifically for Bible translation. What a wonderful message that brings to the community around them, the importance of getting God's word out to the people of Cameroon. They also just elected a new bishop. Uh, and Bishop Jean, uh, uh, he, I said it's a French-speaking uh, community, uh, is a younger man than Bishop Rubin was. And he comes in with a, a drive for Bible translation work. And so I look forward to meeting him in person when all of this COVID stuff eases up. And uh, I look forward to working with him in the future to enhance the work that we're doing in Cameroon. Cameroon has more than 270 languages just in that country. 220 of those languages have no scripture translated into them. We work three languages. The LBTUS works with one right now, and we have a whole lot of work to do. Uh, our first language that we work in is Kwanja, as I talked about that a moment ago. Uh, the, Weber, uh, the second work is done in the Niza language with Pastor Kuhn. 
And the third is the Dewayo language, which is actually headed up by uh, native speakers, indigenous speakers of that language in Cameroon. We are working right now to develop that further so that we have local translators who are doing that work. And our headquarters are in Encoundry, where the headquarters of the church is. We, a few years ago, built the Bible House in Encoundry, Cameroon. That now houses Pastor Kuhn's office and Pastor Tuka's office. So everything is centered in that house. All the translation teams come together uh, several times a year. Next week, they will be gathering together for their spiritual retreat to encourage each other in the translation work that we are doing together. The Kwanja translators are uh, uh, Jerome and Emmanuel. There you see them pictured. They have, uh, they have been diligently working in uh, this year to get the, the whole book of Psalms translated into the Kwanja language. We keep them in your prayers that that will finish by the end of the year. The Webbers, as I said, got their New Testament published in 2006. Since then, they've been working on, on uh, lectionaries to produce them. So the lectionaries include the Old Testament lessons. That gives, them, that gives a, foot, a, a foothold in the Old Testament and a beginning to get those Old Testament lessons translated so that we can begin at some point in the future, an Old Testament translation in the Kwanja language as well. But the key thing about the lectionaries is that brings the Kwanja language into the worship of the congregation. So the congregations that speak Kwanja will hear that, not, not the lessons read in French or lessons in the Fofole language, but they'll hear that, that word of God in the language of their heart. That's what they need to build their faith and encourage them with the word of truth. Pastor Kuhn works with the team, uh, the translation team. There's Pastor Ismanu in the middle, uh, Pastor Kuhn on the left, Pastor Ismanu in the middle, and uh, Yaguda Ba on the right. Ba is a Muslim man. He's been translating the Bible, the New Testament, uh, into Nisa for the last, well, since Pastor Kuhn got there uh, in, two, in 2012. He had, I've talked to Pastor Ismanu about Ba's relationship with God, with Christ. Pastor Ismanu says, he's in there. <laughs> Jesus is there. And Ba lives in a fully Muslim community. In a fully Muslim community, it is dangerous for him to profess Christ. Dangerous for his family if he professes Christ. But when he is with Pastor Ismanu and Pastor Kuhn, that's what they see. So praise God for the way he's working among the Muslim people through these words. Now, like I said before, they right now have a revisers committee going on. That revisers committee, there are only 40 Christians 
all Lutherans, 40 Nisa Christians. There are 10 million Nisa Muslims. 40 Nisa Christians. This revisor's committee is made up of Christians mostly, but there are several Muslims on this committee too. So it's interesting what they hear as the translation committee reads the translated text of Luke in the Nisa language. And they pay very close attention to what they hear and how they respond to that word of God. Praise God for the way he works among the Nisa people. The Nisa Literature Center um, there at the bottom was, re was built since Pastor Kuhn got there. That housed his office in Galim. Now it houses Pastor Isman's office. And they lead, uh, they organize literacy programs and training programs so that they can do literacy classes in the Nisa villages all around. Training them, but they use God's word to teach them how to read the Nisa language. And that's a picture of the church in Galim. The pastor there is getting ready to baptize Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo uh, came to the Nisa community and said, Jesus led me here because in a dream I saw a place filled with green and I was supposed to go there and learn about Jesus. And so he came, and it was during the Pentecost season. So the whole church was festooned with green pyramids, green streamers from the rafters. Everything was green. And he said, this is where I'm supposed to be. God works. He is now a baptized man of God. He was thrown out of his village. He's been living, he had been living on the streets for a while until the Christian community heard about him, and now they've made a home for him among them. That's God at work. The Dewayo community is a very difficult Christian community to work in because alcoholism is rampant there. And our translators that we think are excellent translators have gotten, two of them have gotten caught up in their alcoholism and their work fails because they can't keep away from the, the alcohol. So please pray. We, are, we have now gone to, the Niza, or the Dewayo community have now put forward 24 candidates to serve as translators. So our, our committee, including Pastor Kuhn, are going through and examining each of them and talking to them, seeing if they would qualify as to be trained as translators. Pray that God would raise up people who will serve in that capacity in those communities. Out of the Literature Center, um, Madame Elise has about 13, 15 
people that she has trained to go into the villages and take the audio devices with her that are embedded with the, the Dewayo scriptures that have been translated and have Bible study groups, listening groups, and literacy classes using those devices to teach God's word and to teach God's people to read that word. Um, and the, um, she is having great success. Uh, one of the great things about this Dewayo mission uh, project is that we are growing the number of Bible study groups in the outlying villages so that more and more people are studying God's word together. And God is opening doors in many places around the world for Lutheran Bible translators of Canada. Pastor Mark Smith, our uh, mission executive in Winnipeg, and I have been working together to open up a program in, with the pastors of the, of the Synod in Thailand so that we can bring, uh, we can translate the scriptures into some of the Northern languages in Thailand so that they can begin to evangelize those places with the, uh, with the word of God in their languages. Pray for that. I've been working with our Sudanese pastors here in Southern Ontario to uh, number one, we are going to be recording a, uh, an audio version of the newer New Testament so that the people in the refugee camps in Ethiopia, the Sudanese in, in Ethiopia, and the people that have stayed in South Sudan uh, and are not literate to read the scriptures will have God's word in an audio version so that they can hear that word. We'll be recording that here and out west at one of the churches out west using our Sudanese pastors and sending that through an organization called Faith Comes by Hearing to people in Sudan. Pray for that work as well. I was talking with one of the, uh, with, uh, I can't remember, Wendy? Pardon? Yeah, Wendy, thank you. Uh, as a retired teacher, what Pastor Kuhn and his family are looking for, she, uh, Pastor Kuhn's wife, Kara, has been homeschooling her children for the last, uh, well, ever since they've been old enough to be in school. And uh, she's finding it overwhelming. They have had a nanny who cares for the ones who are not in school. That is now only one child. And she'll be soon starting preschool work, homeschool, preschool work. So what they are asking for starting in August 22 is a missionary kids teacher, someone who can uh, take on that role so that Kara can be the uh, missionary's wife serving hospitality to the community so that she can be mother for the kids instead of always the teacher. And, uh, and she will still take part in some of the homeschooling work, but they're looking for either a retired teacher who would mind spending a year or possibly two years in, that, in, in Cameroon, or a new graduate out of teacher's college who would take on that, that role kind of getting their feet wet before they can 
get because it's getting more and more difficult to get onto a, a, a position with any of the school boards in Ontario. So if you know of anyone who would be willing to do that, please call my office, call me and let me know that. I would be very happy to learn uh, about you or about the people that you know who would serve in that way. The most important thing you can do is pray for. God is opening doors. fields. Canadians who would be willing to serve as translators, engagement workers, and support people for our missionaries. Because God is opening doors in Thailand, in Sudan, in Rwanda, and in Ethiopia, in Guatemala, and in Chile. And we have nobody in the pipeline training as linguists or translators. It's not a quick thing to do. So please pray that the Lord would raise up workers for those harvest fields that he is opening up for us that are ripe for the harvest. The other thing you can do is volunteer with us. Serve our board of directors. Your next mailing, which this week, uh, you will receive a form to nominate people for our board of directors. That could be you, or it could be somebody you know. We would love to have uh, more and more people involved in the work that we are doing, supporting us, encouraging us, and our missionaries in the work that he has forward for us. Most of all, yeah, you can check our website, do all of those things, but above all, praise Jesus with us because he is mightily at work bringing people to salvation through the power of his word. I know that went a little longer than I said, Pastor. Uh, thank you for your patience being present here together with us. Do you have any questions? The Schmidt family, Yeah. Where are they? They live in Kitchener. Uh, they are very supportive of the work we're doing. Uh, and uh, Bob served as the executive director for LBT uh, several years ago. And uh, we're just very thankful for them and the work that they did in Sierra Leone Oh, what a wonderful gift and what a difficult time they had, especially with the death of their son. Uh, but faithful, faithful people of God, thanks be to God. Yes. Well, the thing is, those major populations have the scriptures. Once you get, once you break down those, yeah, we do it. We do it population based. We do it. Uh, 
it's harder for us because some other Bible translation organizations go in and say, this is what we plan to do and, and come into a community and just do it. We, number one, only enter by invitation. Number two, we work with the local church to, they, they do the, the owner, they take ownership of the project. It isn't ours, it's theirs. And, and so we go where, where we're invited, number one. Um, I was talking about Sudan and South Sudan and Ethiopia. Uh, the language group that we're working with, or the church body that has invited us in, two of them, the South Sudan Lutheran Church and Gambela Lutheran Church in Ethiopia, uh, those two groups are trying to figure out which languages would be the best for us to start with. And uh, so it's, so they are running, running the ship or, yeah, whatever the phrase is, <laughs> they're in charge. Uh, and follow where they want to lead us because it has to be at their work guiding. Um, we don't want to run into any situations where we're accused of colonialization kinds of activity. Uh, it hasn't, it isn't the white man's way. It is the, white, the way of the people of the culture that we're entering into. Does that kind of answer your question a bit? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, if you talk to anybody who knows a second language, or who has learned a second language, they're always gonna go back to their mother tongue, especially for the things of their heart, the things of the spirit. And, um, you know, that's the way God speaks to us. The translation sounds better in their language than if you flip it to English. Yes, yes, the translation sounds better to them in their language um, because they understand it better. Then they will never understand English as well as they understand their mother tongue. Uh, there has been talk, like in Cameroon, should we uh, focus on teaching people for full day? Uh, because that's the language, you know, of the business and of the marketplace and what they speak when they go into town with, with other people. But what they speak at home and what they teach their kids and, and what they're taught in their local schools is their mother tongue, along with French or along with English. Um, but their mother tongue is what they learn in. And so we want to keep that heart language as the focus.
It's a difficult choice. But that's where the Lord has led us at this point. Any other questions? Well, thank you so much for your attention, for your support, and for your prayers. Uh, and the Lord keep us working together uh, here in, in Southern Ontario with all these wonderful congregations, but all across the country as we are together as this LCC family. Praise God. The Lord be with you all. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at revfenn, R-E-V-F-E-N-N, at icloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.